the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. Welcome in to the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. Our new talk tagline is more stimulating talk. Did a big show yesterday on sin investments, and that got everyone into a hole below. Whether it's appropriate morally to invest in sin investments, is it a part of society and or not? Today, whole nother day, whole nother dollar, so to speak. I've got to put yesterday behind us and move forward. To get your calls in the air, it's easy. It's 800-345-5639. That's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. You never, ever have to be shy. It's easy to call the show. Super easy to call the show. And even if we disagree, it's typically a little bit more geared towards entertainment versus I think you're an idiot. It's more so geared towards let's see where people line up in society. Let's see what type of fight that they want to fight or what knowledge base that they actually have and or don't have. You want to email me during the show? That's easy, too. It's Rob, R-O-B at robblack.com. You want to jump on the live blog? Pretty easy. Live blog is located at talk910.com, talk910.com. And while you're there, you can jump on the live blog and hang out with other blackheads and or commiserate with other blackheads. And or you can get a copy of the yesterday's show. Listen to the sin and investing show. <laughs> Actually, I thought one of the things that I did that was interesting yesterday, uh, I interviewed a guy who basically runs kind of like a sex dungeon or a sex fantasy land. It was one of my better interviews. I think if you were to look at the history of Rob Black, I'm really, really, really good with people that I know in the financial world. Sometimes the people that I don't know, they don't get my sense of humor. So the interviews don't go well. I'm not so good with the comedians. I try. Some of them I'm a home run with. Some of them I'm strikeout with. But yesterday I had a brother in, in common or a blood brother, so to speak, and this guy who runs a sex business in the city of San Francisco. It, it, the interview went terribly easy. So anyway, we got all sorts of content we could chit-chat about today. Again, the last thing I ever want you to do is be shy. So let's talk about what we're seeing out there today. Big stories. The economy growing, but the recovery could be at risk. That's the big business headline out there. Procter & Gamble profit off 1%. They're forecasting payoff ahead. Nancy Pelosi, new health care bill is historic moment. These are the big headlines out there. ExxonMobil profit drops 68%. Do you feel bad for ExxonMobil? I typically don't. The next big headline right beneath it is first-time jobless claims drop less than expected. Back to ExxonMobil. In the world of energy, there's three big ways of playing it in my mind. Four, four, four. There's nuclear, which is just not popular enough to really do anything other than hit a story stock on occasion. It's just not that dominant of a theme in the United States. There's coal, 
which has turned into China wants our coal. Obama hates coal. Obama's put these caps on how much you're allowed to dirty up the environment. So coal's not sexy in the United States, but it's a, a kind of a commodity play on China. Because China doesn't care how much they dirty the world. I know you're saying, Rob, sometimes you speak a little bit too generic. But that's the point. Sometimes you have to bottle, you know, cram the stuff down your throat and, and almost oversimplify it. Then the other play is natural gas. And you can't, you know, throw down a divining rod in the Midwest and the Appalachians of the United States without hitting boom, tsh- Big old natural gas well. So we got plenty of natural gas. The final way is oil. My personal favorite way of playing energy is oil. And energy is the whole idea that are we going to continue to make goodies? Are we going to continue to fly? Are we going to continue to drive? Are we going to continue to expand and throw down roads and universities and buildings? That's a theme, right? Do you think we're going to continue to do things? And if you do, we need to consume energy. And out of the four... Oil's my favorite. ExxonMobil reported a profit of $4.73 billion. Boo-hoo! That's down 68%. Go write down the number $1 billion and do the math. And it'll stun you. They made that in 30 freaking days. More than that, $1.3 billion. It's not too shabby, right? So their stock's down 40 cents today. Investing isn't about the today. It's not about... One of the things you won't catch me up too much into is like saying, well, Intel's up a point today. Intel's down a point today. The question is, is Intel moving in the right direction? The question is, that's the big question. Speaking of the question, are you going to go see the Michael Jackson film? I'll be honest with you. If my life were a little bit simpler, if I was 20 years old, 25 years old, I'd probably go see the Michael Jackson film. This is it. But in this day and age, I think we're just all a little bit too busy. I'd almost rather catch up on... What's that awful TV show? Fast forward. ABC's got this show. It's science fiction-y. And, you know, basically the world blacks out for two minutes. And then we see our future six months in the future. And is it something we could shape and or not? I can already tell you that they've got a five-year plan on it. And each year they black out and see the future. So I'm not ruining the show for you. I just know writers in Hollywood and... I'm not, I'm not spoiling anything. Don't get mad at me. But I'd rather catch up on that than see Michael Jackson at this point. I'd rather stay at home. Who's got time to go 30 minutes to a theater? But anyway, if I were younger, I'd go see This Is It. Is it going to be a thriller? Is it going to be a bad? Is it going to be something that like goes... You know, it's just our fascination. Our fascination with dead people. You know, thank God it's not me who's dead. You know, I'm not that far away from 50 years old. Now, again, I'm kind of far away from being Michael Jackson, the freak that he was in his last few years. But it's a documentary that's likely to pull in 10 to $12 million of tickets. Keep in mind, Sony ponied up $60 million for it. This could be one of those weird, weird phenomenons. Like, and again, don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me, Christians. But the passion of Christ was a weird phenomenon. It kind of hit people in a weird, odd way that benefited from groups and churches and uh, going as, as a group. Now, The Matrix Revolutions, the third movie in a blockbuster trilogy... It kind of had a weird phenomenon, too. So, uh, it's going to be a big opening day, to say the least. So, last night they sold $2.2 million worth of tickets for This Is It. Movie's big test is going to come on when? Friday and Saturday. When we're no longer fascinated by the freak that was Michael Jackson, but when we're saying, what real movies do we want to see? It's Halloween. Do we want to see something scary? Or do we want to hang out and party with our Halloween friends? Now, Wall Street's all about product. 
And that's one of the reasons I'll bring up things like Michael Jackson. Sony paid $60 million for the voyeuristic rights of we people who should be mourning him to watch in glee and fascination his final moments on film. They paid $60 million for that. Now, here's another piece of product. I know you know this. There's a new phone coming out. And oddly enough, it's not an iPhone. And there's this new device that's coming out linked to it. It's a Google phone. It's called the Droid, which for the record, did you know Lucas owns the trademark Droid? There's some pretty stupid trademarks out there. But when it comes to GPS car navigation, if you go to YouTube and Google Droid GPS navigation, it's cool. Again, you've had TomToms and you've had Garmin's, these little handheld GPS devices. The new Droid phone from Verizon Wireless. Ooh, Verizon. So AT&T's got that exclusive Apple deal in the United States. The question is, will this new phone do well? It's going to do real well, in my opinion. And you know who makes the Droid phone? There's an investment angle here. It's Motorola. And Motorola's been in the down, dumper, crapper, toilet, pooper, all but forgotten shelf of investing. That It's been roadkill. Keep in mind, Motorola, holy macro, they owned the world of phone technology in the late 80s, early 90s. And then something called digital phones came along. And they didn't quite get that flip from analog to digital. And Nokia did. And Nokia ran with it. Then Palm came out with a trio smartphone, and that kind of did okay. And then Research in Motion, BlackBerry, came out. And it was so addictive, we called it the CrackBerry. And then Apple came out with iPhone. And, well, they got their own little angle now, right? Long story short, things change. But Motorola might have a hit on their hands. The phone was announced yesterday. It goes on sale November 6th for 199 bucks. One of the problems with the last Motorola phone was it was the Razor, and it was cheap. You can get it free for signing up for a contract. When things are subsidized to that level, it's tough to make money. With Google in its corner, the Droid can use web search giants, huge mapping and navigation tools, huge email relationships. And it's actually going to put a run for its money with uh, the king of telecommunications. The king of pop, Michael Jackson. The king of telecommunications. The Apple iPhone. The king of business media in San Francisco. Undisputed heavyweight champion, Rob Black. I just wanted to anoint myself something for once in my life because I'm not going to get talk show host of the year because that's going to go to Ron Owens because it's, it's a fix. KGO, number one in listeners 80 and older. And they're the only losers in the world who vote for polls like that. I'm already setting myself up for disappointment. Damn you, Ron Owens. Anyway, Verizon and Motorola. They make the touchscreen droid. They got exclusive use of the Android 2.0, which is the new operating system for cell phones by Google. And with the iPhone, other apps can be added. The droid features the ability to use several applications all at once, as well as web surfing. Now, unlike the iPhone, it comes with a slide-out real-world keyboard. I like real-world keyboards. Call me goofy, call me weird, call me odd. Tis what it is. There's also two optional devices that go with it, which is a car cradle. So, again, that you can use it while, while, while driving as a a mapping technology. But also, at the same time, it comes with a charger dock that turns the phone into a tabletop alarm clock, which is okay. You know, I sleep with my phone right next to me because it is my alarm clock. Is your cell phone your alarm clock? Mine is. Weird, right? 
that old alarm clock gone. So who would have thought that would have died? You know, look at what technology kills. The old, you know, keyboard typewriter, the royal typewriters, gone from word processing. Anyway, um, the reviews are going to be important on this droid phone. So I'm going to stay up in touch with it. I'm going to let you know how it's going. Anyway, let's talk money. Let's talk investing. Let's talk Kim Commando and technology coming up. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show. You can drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. And typically, if you start your emails like this, Rob, I love you. You're handsome. You're smart. You're intelligent. You're funny. It's a good start. You can find me on the web, talk910.com. You can call the show, 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. typically all things financial, but I've got a curious, wild fantasy with technology, and technology could turn into a curious, wild investment idea or two. It's happened more than once. It'll happen again. For instance, Motorola bringing out that new Android phone for Verizon. It's probably the closest thing to competition Apple's seen in quite a while. Let's bring in Kim Commando. Miss Commando, how are you? I'm excellent, Rob. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. I've actually got the walking pneumonia, but you can't tell. Oh, you can't tell. <laughs> But other than that, I'm great, Kim. Thanks for asking. Well, well you know, the Android phone, you mentioned that. It is, it's big. Uh, Android is the operating system offered by Google. And it's free, it's customizable, and so manufacturers just love it. And the smartphone market is obviously, as you said, it's dominated by Apple's iPhone. Um, as a matter of fact, it's just interesting is that Apple said that they sold 7.4 million iPhones in the September quarter. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. It's huge. Um, but now we have several carriers that are offering the Android phones. You've got the uh, the G1, the MyTouch 3G, and they're on T-Mobile, and then the HTC Hero, that's on Sprint. And then, as you mentioned, Motorola, is uh, they've got their Click. And then Verizon has their Droid. <laughs> so it's hard to keep all these in action, isn't it? Now, isn't the Verizon phone made by Motorola? Um, you know what? I think it is. Okay. And, and what you have is uh, people that are now gravitating. Hey, you know, we're in the middle of this mass confusion with cell phones because we have, uh, we of course have the iPhone. And now we've got 35 new Windows mobile-based phones because don't forget Microsoft's in this business too. 35 new phones that are going to be released with that operating system between now and the end of the year, which is only two months. And then we've got a slew of all these Android phones that are coming out. And what they're all and then next week we have the Storm Two coming out by Verizon, which isn't really a home run in my opinion. But here nor there is that it is causing a lot of confusion, but you mentioned financial decisions sometime coming out of technology. And one of those is that if you thought that GPS manufacturers would be a home run, yeah. uh that whole marketplace has totally changed. Yeah, the Tom Toms and the the Garmin devices, they, they're kind of uh, put out to pasture with this, this Google application. 
Well, you have the new Google app, which is the, for their Google Maps navigation system, and it's pretty hot. Um, the other ones that have been released in the past, like AT&T has something called their Navigator that you can download and put on your iPhone, mm-hmm. and it's $10 a month. And so what it does is it turns your iPhone into a turn-by-turn GPS. And so whereby this time last year we were talking about GPSs, you know, maybe you can find a really great one for 150 or $200 or $700. I mean, they really went the whole spectrum. But now with the smartphone, with the GPS built in and speaker phones and all this other stuff, is that now we can use them as our turn-by-turn navigation. So AT&T has this thing called Navigator. Garmin has their own app. Navigon, I don't know if you remember them, but they used to make hard GPSs, the gadgets. And a couple of months ago, they said, you know, forget it. We're just going to go with apps on the phones, and their app is $70. So this past week, Google comes out and they say, guess what? (laughs) We're going to give you absolutely free turn-by-turn navigation for Google Maps. Uh, we're going to make it first on the on the Android phones, Android 2.0 exact, and then later on we're going to make it available on other phones. And so what that means is that's a deal changer because now why would you pay $10 a month, right? <laughs> Tell me that. Um, or why would you go spend $250 on a standalone GPS when you can have it all hooked into your phone and, and you have data for gas stations and traffic views and everything that you might expect, but now you've got it on your phone. I'm going to be honest with Kit with you, Kim. I got a Palm Trio 755. It's a brick, and I haven't gone to the iPhone. I'd go to the iPhone, but I don't want to go with AT and T. Not in Northern California. I, 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 this actually may be a, this may be something that gets me to upgrade because also I like the keyboard. Yeah, AT and T. They've admitted that in Northern California, San Francisco area, that the coverage is just it's terrible. Awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, here in Phoenix, the coverage is pretty. Good, maybe on certain days, you know. So, but it's still pretty horrible. Uh, but I, but I think this may be something that a lot of folks like you that you've been hanging on to the trios, or maybe for some older phones, or you know, God forbid, a friend of mine she carries still carries a pink razor phone, and I'm like, you know, you're so <laughs> stuck in the '80s. I mean, please. And the funny thing about that that was a, that was a hit product for about a month or two. Sure, it was. It was. And I'm like, you know, you're a Stanford attorney. You should not be carrying a pink razor phone, okay? I mean, it's just certain things don't go with the persona. Um, but she's been so reluctant to get a BlackBerry or anything like that. But it's it's interesting that, that this GPS, this navigation app, it is a GPS killer. And as we look at what's going to be on sale on Black Friday, one of the things that analysts have been saying that you could buy yourself a brand-new Garmin Whizbang GPS for 50 bucks. Well, is it really that much of a deal anymore? Yeah. So it, it, it'll last for a little while, and I think Garmin has a little bit left uh, life left in it in new cars. Oh, yeah, they have that's cars. Yeah, my husband has a couple of planes, uh, little sport planes that he flies around, and I was in the cockpit over the weekend because he was showing me his brand-new Garmin GPS that does everything but fly the plane for him and point out the hot chicks along the way. <laughs> And, um, and, you know, that GPS was, you know, probably $1,000. And so within the aviation industry and in the personal aviation industry, they seem to really have kind of a hitch. Also, the hiking GPSs aren't bad, uh, where you can do geocaching and find little surprises along the way. But, you know, the Garmin, um, the Garmin hiking GPS that I carried with me up Kalmbeck Mountain a couple of weeks ago, it was so big and bulky. I was like, you know, really, do I need this? <laughs> so, <laughs> I just put my phone in my pocket, and I'll be fine. So. I've climbed up Camelback. Did you go get all the way to the top? Oh, yeah. Not a problem. Oh, it's kind of starting to deteriorate a little bit, isn't it? Uh, well, here's what happens is you have a lot of tourists who should not be on the mountain. Right. 
And I'm one of, I'm one th- of them. <laughs> okay, and they think it's a great idea. Like, for example, I, I, not this past time, but a recent time I was up on the top and I was coming down, there was a family that really, their faces were all red, and they were drinking tea and lemonade. I'm thinking to myself, good idea. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> um, and I found a a fireman at the bottom, because this is where the firemen train, they run up and down the mountain, and which is always a good thing, because if you're female, you could just fall at any given moment, then this hot stud will help you up. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. I, see, I see how you work. Okay, it's like, oh gosh, I think I fell again. Oh, help me. Um, but anyway, I went to the fire chief and I said, you know, there's a family about halfway up, you know, mile marker, whatever, and I think that they could use some help. And he looked at me and he said, you obviously should be on this mountain, but 80% of the people on this mountain should not be here. And so what do you want me to do, save them all? I hear you. You know what What I would do, Kim, this is my trick, is, and I'm not a native Phoenix person like yourself, but I would throw down a line as we're walking near those families, just go, oh, man, did you see the Rattlers on the rock up there? <laughs> just, just mention Rattlers, and we from the non-area, we run. <laughs> Boom, down they go. Exactly. Well, the good news is they recently put in water fountains, so, so people are not smart enough. But, you know, it's really interesting. There was a gal that was hiking up in a long black dress. Love it. I mean, a long black dress and flip-flops. Yeah. Love it. Okay. She was one of the singers of uh, the Talking Heads. Really? No, I mean, so it's like, you never know who you might meet. Because I looked at her, I'm like, wow, that's a strange hiking up. She's like, well, I got a show tonight. And I just thought I'd come up to the top. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's kind of a nice pull. So, Tra- yeah, exactly. Tracy Wymouth, right? Yeah, I think that was her. Yeah. yeah, I think that was her name. And it, But I just thought that was interesting that, you know, she kind of stood out of place. But then I was like, then she told me who she was and where she was playing. And anyway, here and over there. Tina Wymouth. Tina Wymouth. So... So Google Apps, the Google Navigation <laughs> app. <laughs> Moving, we're going to see that professional segue. I was bringing it right back home. <laughs> Anything else we need to know about Google Maps? Uh, you know, it's going to be available for other phones. Okay. Uh, right now it is for just the Android phones, and it's still even in beta. But, uh, you know, when you start looking at what Google does, it's, uh, it's always pretty top-notch. And it's free. There may be advertising associated to with it, but right now there's nothing like it in Apple's App Store that's less than 25 bucks a year. And so this is really a deal changer. And, and you know, Google, they've got the tech and they've got the wherewithal to do it. And, and if when you look at the app, it's, it's really done right. Thanks very much. It's Kim Commando. Our show can be heard here Sundays from 1 to 3. This weekend she's going to be talking about posting pictures online. She's going to be talking about having your parents, the elderly, starting to use tech that you can keep an eye on them with. Windows 7, is it worth the upgrade? Handy or crafty? Want to sell your goods on the Internet? This is the stuff Kim does. Sunday from 1 to 3, she's very good at what she does. It's the Kim Commando Show. Right now you're listening to the Rob Black Show. Monday through Fridays, 10 to noon, 10 to noon. Typically all things financial. Sometimes I digress. But that's neither here nor there. It's one of my favorite crutches. We're going to do a show of Rob Black crutches. <laughs> Every year I come up with new ones. Yeah. Y'all hear me cough? <coughs> there you go. Walking pneumonia. I show up for work with walking pneumonia. That's how much I love you people. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Don't be shy. 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk.
910 AM. More stimulating talk. be given out at my house the swine flu h1n1 pork rinds i know it's gonna have some extra raw black phlegm on top for my walking pneumonia but there you go you want the h1n1 swine flu pork rinds i know you're saying god rob i wish i could live in your neighborhood please please bring some to work 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air um before i go to calls Crazy story. Crazy story. Two men, and this is, again, what's wrong with America. Yesterday, you heard me yell, and again, I say yell loosely. You heard me yell at a basically a therapist because I did a show on sex, investing in sex companies like strip clubs, investing in sin companies like alcohol, investing in defense companies that make missiles that kill people. And he called me up and he goes, Rob, you know, I think it's pretty irresponsible of you to promote things that separate people and and cause marriage divorce. But you know what? Screw you, dude. A lot of things show, you know, separate people in marriages, like where you're born. Let's say you get the unfortunate luck of being born in Stockton or in upstate Louisiana where there's nothing. There's a lot of things. People who pay too much in taxes, uh, money separates people and causes divorce. It's not just the sins. It's not just the vices. Agreed. They do. But decisions in your life also do it. And, you know, who your parents are does it. And whether or not you're born one sixteenth, you know, um, Indian and you've got a drinking issue, you know, it's not me who says, here's how you make money investing. Because these companies, the sin companies, really show you a model for investments, They show you consistency, and that's what you look for. And if you want to take that consistency lesson that I taught you and apply it to something else, that's beautiful. But anyway, here's what's wrong with America. Well, first of all, someone trying to call me and correct me on that. But second was two men who claimed Pepsi stole their idea. Now, what do you think Pepsi's idea was? Was it this cool advertising campaign? No, no, no. They've sued Pepsi to sell bottled water. They sued the snack company because they came up with the idea of selling bottled water. Now, that's just ludicrous, right? The company wants the court to toss out the ruling. They didn't show up for the court case in Wisconsin. So the judge gave them a $1.26 billion judgment because Pepsi thought it was such a ludicrous claim. They didn't even show up to court. Now, Pepsi said part of the problem was that it, it served a lawsuit in North Carolina where it was incorporated instead of the purchase New York, where they ultimately was based. Later, a secretary who received letters relating to the case failed to act on them. Spokesperson Joe Jacuzzi. What a cool name, Joe Jacuzzi. Hi, I'm Joe Jacuzzi. I think if my name was Joe Jacuzzi, I'd be in porn. So uh, Joe Jacuzzi said PepsiCo wants to fight the claims. It's likely Pepsi will get make the case and won't have to pay the $1.26 billion because judges tend to be lenient about enforcing default judgments. So 
I just throw that out there because you could wake up today and you could own shares of Pepsi and Pepsi owns Gatorade and Pepsi owns Doritos. Pepsi is a big, big, big company. And you can go, oh my God, $1.26 billion judgment. I got to get out of it. Again, they claim, they claim they came up with the idea of selling bottled water. I've come up with the idea of selling bottled air. And at some point in time, I need to patent that because someone's going to do it, right? Let's go to Jose, Jose in San Jose. Hello. Hey, how are you? So I have a quick question. Um, I never saved any money in my life. Now I can probably uh, spare $100 per week. Um, I just don't know what to do. It's just either put in the bank and, and get those uh, tiny interests that the banks gives you, or what can I do? I Really, I can risk it all the way. couple questions for you, Jose. How old are you? I'm 35. 35, and now you can save $100 a month? A week. A week, okay, so $400 a month. That's a pretty good amount. That comes out to about 5000 a year almost. That's that's good, but you have nothing in savings, right? I never saved any money. Okay, you are between ten dollars and $40,000 behind where you need to be? Rude question. Jose, are you an um, American citizen? I'm sorry, one more time? Are you an American citizen? No, I am not. Okay, um, are you going to stay in the country for the rest of your life? Uh, yes, I will stay here for a, for a long period of time. Okay. Um, you are in a, a dilemma, ultimately, because, and thanks for the call, you're really not, because you're not an American citizen, you're not really saving up in Social Security, is my guess. Um, the $400 a month that you can save, $5,000 a year, that's a good amount. So $5,000 a year, if you invest it in 7.2 years, it should be about $10,000, if you do it right, and history repeats itself. Now, again, the last seven years haven't repeated itself historically, but maybe you've created more value by investing during that period of time. So 5000 will become 10000 and then 10000 will become 20000 and 20000 will become 40000 all in, you know, by the time you're 56. So that's why you invest. 10 becomes 40. And, or I'm sorry, 5 becomes 10, 10 becomes 20, 20 becomes 40. And you do that a couple times, you know, on a cycle of, say, over 10 years. Um, and suddenly you're starting to catch up. So you can get the basic idea. So, But you're starting to fall behind in your age as far as your ability to save. You don't want what the bank gives you. The bank gives you 1%, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. There's other investments out there that, particularly because you're not a U.S. citizen, you may have a little bit of trouble getting into. Um, with 2001 and terrorism, the financial industry really changed. And the the Patriot Act really changed paperwork. Um, I remember I was working in the industry, uh, basically wrapping up my business on the East Coast, and it was just a nightmare. It was just a freaking nightmare um, having to prove citizenship. I know. That's the whole, that was the whole shtick of it. Um, we didn't want, not we, the Bush administration didn't want any potential terrorist having bank accounts in the United States. It was potential terrorist, which was the underline, 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 potential. So what I would do if I were you is I would try to find out what sort of accounts you can open up and what sort of accounts you can't open up. And if you can get into a Fidelity based on paperwork that you have and or don't have, um, I would look at like a Ginny May fund. That gets you 4% returns. If you can call Fidelity and open up an account and start saving it in quote-unquote the stock market, you don't want to look for a mutual fund or a stock. You want to look for a total stock market fund. You don't want to look for something specific. You want to look for something generic where you're buying large companies, mid companies, small companies. Um, and that should get you a good 7 8% return plus a dividend or two on occasion. Um, you want to look for an international fund? 
So a good value international fund, you could call up Fidelity. Hey, Fidelity, I'm Jose, and I work in San Jose, and here's what I got and what I don't got. And they'll help you with a lot of this. Um, but bank's not going to be enough. CD's not going to be enough. Not when the Federal Reserve lends money overnight at one half of 1% or less. So we're not in an environment, and this is what sucks, Jose. People like you and senior citizens, there's no safety. You can't leave money in the bank and get a decent rate of return. You can't. You can't put money in a CD and get a decent rate of return. So that's one of the things that our, our government's doing right now. They've lowered the cost of money to the point that it encourages you to invest. And when you invest, you help corporations hire people. When you invest, you help cities um, build roads. You help companies create jobs. It's the basic idea of the low cost of money, but it really hurts our senior citizens. And it's something that it's one of those unintended consequences. Uh, there's just not a lot of safety out there. The, the biggest safety I can find is like a Fidelity Ginny May fund that's yielding 4.6, 4. 4.7% right now. And that's not totally safe, but it's pretty darn safe. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's the Rob Black Shoe. 9.10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. 800-345-5639. everyone should hear in their life. A song by Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel's one of my favorite artists. In large part because if I could be an artist, I'd be like him. Clearly he's got no singing voice. He talks through his songs. And I think that's kind of cool. This song called Games Without Frontiers has a little, you know, French going on there. And it's a song, Jules Sans Frontier, that basically talks about a Chang Ching it refers to either the wife of Chairman Mao or through Ching Kai-shik, who was president of Taiwan at the time. And every name in the song kind of refers to someone in the political world. And it was a song about Games Without Frontiers, nuclear war armament buildup. It's the last thing we want to happen. It's a critique of nationalism and a critique of war and a critique of nuclear empowerment. And Peter Gabriel made it into a song. Who can turn nuclear fighting and how crazy it is into a, like, I get, you know, I love you, I love you, you know, Buddy Holly, I get that kind of happy, sugary pop music. He turned the song, uh, what was it, um, about the assassination of JFK, come home, mom and dad, I'm growing apart, um, I'm dropping it, oh, the blog's going to jump all over this one. Um, he turned that song, he turned the whole assassination into Kennedy. Into a song, and it was damn entertaining. That's the one thing I've always liked about Peter Gabriel is, you know, the the pop song, like In Your Eyes. In Your Eyes, I see the doorway of a thousand churches. I see the resolution. I see the light. I see the fire. What was that song about? It wasn't a love song, as seen in Say Anything, where Lloyd Dobler was trying to impress the chick. It was a song about God. It was about Jesus. In, in Your Eyes, the eyes of Jesus. I see the doorway of a thousand churches. I see the light, the heat. I am complete. Like now that you know that song's about the eyes of Jesus, like weird, right? 
Here you thought it was a love song and it meant so much to you and you played it at your prom. But he turns the eyes of Jesus into a pop song. I think that's a cool, cool skill. I don't have it. I'm glad that he does. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. There's a bill right now in front of Congress that's talking about decriminalizing internet gambling. Now, I know yesterday I got scolded by a family practicing psychiatrist who's seen marriages torn apart because of gambling. But I say bring it on. <laughs> Decriminalize gambling. $42 billion extra dollars our Treasury can collect over the next decade. Now, the Joint Committee on Taxation said that after reviewing the legislation that would lift an online gambling ban, it concluded we move, we do this, we can make $41.8 billion as a nation. The legislation would allow internet poker, but it would continue a ban on other forms of gambling, including betting on professional sports. Now, House Finance Chairman Barney Frank, he's championed the idea and has said he has hopes that his committee will formally consider the bill soon. To date, around 60 House lawmakers have signed a support of the idea. This is, it's, it's time has come. Now, I'd prefer sports gambling to move online. You know why that's not going to happen? Because of Vegas. Because there's a lobby. I don't mind a little, you know, cachet, parlay, play on the NFL and college. Play it in the early part of the season when the odds makers don't have a rain on, on teams. You make a little bit of do-re-mi. $42 billion, right? And one of my favorite sound, uh, and again, who do you want the money to go to? Do you want the money to go to the bookies in the corner? On the street? See the little lonely man there on the corner. You know, um, when Peter Gabriel left Genesis, that Phil Collins was the drummer, and they jokingly, they, they, they interviewed song, singer after singer after singer after singer after singer, and they jokingly said, hey, let the drummer try out. And that's how Phil Collins got the job at Genesis. Pretty odd, right? And for the record, Peter Gabriel in Genesis, the album Lamb Lays Down on Broadway, great album. He dresses up in purple capes and like glow-in-the-dark cheese heads. He brought theater to 1970s concert music. I don't know. I've always been a fan of Pete Gabriel's. Okay, let's, um, totally digressing. One of my favorite sound effects is, uh, Ed the Retarded Guy. I guess I've got mail. Yay! <laughs> because we all went through the 90s, right? You got through the 90s, I got through the 90s. I think we're okay for it. It's not like the 80s where we had bad hairstyles to prove it. I think the 90s we all got through relatively okay. I don't know what, what, what the baggage is from the 1990s, but AOL says they plan to spin I off. got mail! Yay! Yay! I got mail! Yay! Because we remember that, Jim, you've got mail chime. And AOL was the internet on training wheels. We, we all laughed at it, and yet it's still wildly popular. AOL plans to spin off from Time Warner in mid-December. What was the biggest, most disastrous merger probably of all time was it when AOL bought Time Warner. In hindsight, it's laughable. It's, it's, it's almost funny that AOL, it couldn't have done it in today. It couldn't have done it. No way. Time Warner's too powerful. Super Solid Source has said the planning off of the spinoff an exact date hasn't been announced, but that mid-December is going to be uh, what CEO Tim Armstrong, his goal is. A banker confirms the deal. Finally, AOL is going to be spinning off from Time Warner on December 11th. So says some people with insight. 
They're not officially announcing this yet, but it's been communicated to internal vendors for billing purposes. Ultimately, that's the spin. So the death of one of the most famous and most broken mergers of all time. And Time Warner, to be quite honest with you, it's about time. It's a monkey that's been around their neck. We've been looking at Time Warner saying, how are you going to monetize this beast? Now, again, keep in mind that some companies are meant to make earnings. Me, if I'm a company, I want to make 100K this year. Next year, 120K. The year after that, 130K, 140K, 150, 100. Some companies, that's, that's what you do, right? You have a goal of earnings. Some companies like Time Warner, they're in the magazine business. They're in the movie business. They're in the television business. Where part of what they have to do is, is borrow a lot of money. They got to borrow an a S load of money. A lot of money. It's a boat load. It's a pant load. It's an S load. They got to borrow tons of money. So AOL, with their regular subscription fees, $9.95 a month to get on the internet, they were able to satisfy, okay, we got $20 billion debt over here for Time Warner. So the cash flow that was coming in was beautiful. It was a cash flow business. It was meant to continue to pay higher cost debt, to pay it down faster. So that right now when interest rates are low, companies like Time Warner could pay off higher, higher cost debt and take on lower cost debt. Some companies aren't meant to be profitable. Speaking of cash, this is an interesting call out of Goldman Sachs today. They're saying that some investors could be disappointed if they anticipate tons of money waiting to get back in the stock market. The old cash on the sidelines. They say that it's less than expected. We've heard the story, right? A lot of people panicked out of the market when it went down 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60%. And they've been waiting to get back in because it roared. March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. So it roared back too fast. There's a lot of cash on the sidelines. We know that. Goldman Sachs says otherwise. They said based on their calculations, net equity inflow from individuals, institutional investors, and corporations of the next several quarters could be 600 billion. People are expecting 3.4 trillion in money market fund assets, but they think market participants typically cite as the number one reason stocks are poised to rally that it's 3.4 trillion on cash sidelines. They think it's more like 600 billion over the next several quarters that are going to get back in the market. It's just worthy of noting. It's what I do for a living. Some people come up big and save save uh, soccer balls to the face. Some people dance for a living. I myself talk about money. Some people curate museums. I give my hats off to people who curate museums. I went to the first thing about curating a museum. This morning, Procter & Gamble comes out with better than expected earnings. I go, wee, sweet. I get the concept of it. We have to brush our teeth. I get the concept of Procter & Gamble. ExxonMobil came out with worse than expected numbers. They kind of pushed each other off. This morning, we see GDP got re- uh, revised or revealed for third quarter. It's the first one. 3.5%. Woo, the recession's over. We got positive growth. <laughs> but a lot of that came from government spending. We'll talk about that. Next hour, Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. Coming up, more stimulating talk. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific time on 910 AM. More stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.